You have now arrived at Stadium Engel. To another episode of Stadium Miguel is Uncle Silk. This your boy 35, y'all American. And Dan. Fresh out the SEC Championship weekend. The vibes is beautiful, nonetheless. Uh, I thought L, the vibes are still beautiful on my end. How are y'all boys feeling? Um, I'm, I'm feeling better after this loss. And I, you know, it sounds weird to say that, but after this loss and the, the LSU loss, so um, I wasn't I wasn't too too thrown off by this one. I, I think we play well, man. Um, there's some things that we got to get corrected, obviously. Um, we weren't perfect. Um, there's a lot of things we need to fix, actually. But uh, all in all, man, we we, we played to the end. So. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm tired. Uh, we had a right. hell of a weekend. We're going to break that down here in a second. Uh, but it's good, man. Um, I mean, it's good to hang out. A shout out to everybody that, that came and met us. Uh, but I'm just recovering. I'm in recovery mode. My body just doesn't recover the way it used to, you know? I hear that, man. I'm, I'm with you as well. We had a beautiful weekend. Atlanta was a great time. Uh, I slept. I got in. Uh, we actually got in a decent time yesterday, but I went down to Miami to check out the Trap Museum down there. And then I uh, got home and passed out. Been getting tweets out. Didn't hang out and watch no TV. I said hello to my kids, hug them, and then I went to sleep, my brother. Yeah, uh, man. Let's uh, well, let's get into the weekend. As always, this show is sponsored to you, or sponsored by our friends over at the Thomas Firm, which is going to handle all legal matters regarding insurance claims uh, for property or damage to your home or business. So give them a call at 813-221-2525. Roof damage, leaks, water damage, hail damage, hurricanes, sinkholes, fires, whatever it might be, all across the state of Florida. Give the Thomas Firm a call, 813-221-2525. Two, five. So let's break down the weekend. Ahmad, we missed you. Uh, it was the the three of us, uh, Ahmad, um, I'm sorry, Cam, Silk, and myself. Uh, Cam's brother joined us. A couple of uh, Silk's friends joined us. But uh, let's break down the little the weekend a little bit. Silk, what was uh, what was your favorite part about Friday night over at uh, at Big Sky? My favorite part about Friday night. Friday was we had good vibes regardless. So I think. Yeah. Um, we went that morning. We went and had breakfast at the Atlanta Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. That was pretty dope. The food was good. After that, we went and checked out Dr. King's crib. I haven't been there since I was like 17 years old. So went back there to get me a fresh pick with the wife. That was pretty dope. And after that, we went to the Atlanta, whatever it's called, Botanical Gardens. That was That's beautiful. Right. And then we ended up at Big Sky. All that was fun. But then we ended up at Big Sky. Uh, we had some fans and and. Dan, your friend, your boy Ross came through. We had sure Annie and the crew come through. The guys from White Buffalo, they fell through. Uh, my man Ellis fell through. I could go on and on. Cassell. A lot of people fell through and showed a lot of love to us, man. So shout out to everybody that pulled up pull up to uh, Big Sky. But the vibes was great. The party got a little crazy later. <laughs> yeah, it did. We, uh, we had an awesome time. I mean, we probably had – more than a hundred people come by probably 150 people come by, uh, that stop by, say hello. Uh, said they were a fan of the show. 
uh, were there for, for any period of time. Some people were there for 20, 30 minutes. Some people stayed until you know, wee hours in the morning. I know when we jetted out at uh, probably 1230, uh, Velo was still there and Krizel was still there. Annie and her husband were there. Uh, so shout out to everybody that came. But uh, it was an awesome event. They did a great job. Um, we had an awesome live stream there. Uh, it was a cool spot there. Uh, so shout out to them. Um, but I think that all of Friday was just a good vibe, man. Overall, the botanical gardens was great. Uh, yeah, can't can't really complain about anything that's happening in Atlanta outside of uh, outside of that traffic situation. It's wild. Yeah, uh, the, 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 I'm be honest. <laughs> everything was everything was fire on the botanical yeah. gardens. I had fun hanging out with y'all boys in that setting. I never hung out with y'all at gardens and and places like that doing the tourism thing. So that was dope. Hanging out with Cam, met Cam's brother. That was pretty yep. fun. Um. The 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 Texas what what did he hook me up with Texas margaritas them them things was flowing I forget the bartender name I told him I was gonna give him a shout out but he had them things flowing those were beautiful um a Texas that, margarita that's wild we could go back to Friday night for you to be Thursday night to be honest because I think Thursday <laughs> night when I got into town things got weird right away at the bar um which bar were we at Thursday night? I, I think it was called Metro Diner so yeah I mean, so, so paint the picture I, I go and get you guys from the airport because I'd been in since Tuesday I was running an ultra marathon on this uh this weekend so I get in <laughs> Tuesday uh picked everybody up on Thursday from the airport so we asked the guy downstairs where can we go grab some break or grab some something to eat and so the guy's like well there's a waffle house and we're like is there literally anywhere else so he's like yeah there's a place Right around the corner, uh, right across from the Ferris wheel at Centennial Park that you can go called the, the Metro Diner. Not like the chain Metro Diner, just like a local spot. So we we walked there thinking that it's next to the Ferris wheel. That was not next to the Ferris wheel. That no. was like seven blocks the other way. So we had to walk we had to outside. Get a, um, tour guy from a crackhead. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, we got a tour guy. Hey, boy for, no, for no money after he told y'all? Oh, of he course. Did. Oh my! We, we need to tell you about some of the, uh, the the homeless people we met. We we met one at the uh, the King Museum or at the uh, King House, and um, we were like, "Oh, bro, we don't have any cash." He's like, "That's fine. I take uh, I take Venmo. I take cash out." We're like, "What? Yo, what? Yeah, bro. Like, nah, bro. Yeah. Nah." Yeah, he had a, he had a drop. Of, he had a drop a poem for silk. I remember um, one time I, I was in uh, Atlanta when the ATM was like being all weird. So it was like this dude came over my shoulder and like helped me. And then ask for money afterwards. I'm like, bro, I've been using the ATM all my life. Like, I don't, like, I don't need you to help me, bro. And, and don't ask for money, bro. I'm he sorry. Needs to help. He needs some help and you getting some cash for himself. He gave, he gave us a, a so-called poem that just sounded like a bunch of tweets he wanted to get off. <laughs> and then it was like, I'm taking donations. I'm like, for what, bro? <laughs> like, you feel me? Like, what did you do, bro? For some How practice, did you earn this? For some additional training and poem writing. Yeah, I'm just um, trying, to, trying to take a picture from Dr. King house, bro. That's it. <laughs> so we so we finally get to this place. It's like 20 degrees outside. We've been walking for probably a good solid 45 minutes. And so we finally get there and we just pull up to this place and we're thinking that it's going to be like a diner, right? Like a a better version of maybe a waffle house. We get in and they have a DJ, they got karaoke, they got a whole bar situation set up. So second we sit down, the only place to sit is at a bar. We all look at each other and I think it was Cam. He's like, all right, what shot are we doing boys? We're like, Oh, Oh, yeah, let's do it. It's how tonight's going down. So we were there and probably till what? Till about two 30. Keep in mind, I'm supposed to be grabbing my wife something to eat and coming right back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Forgot about that. She got that food at three in the morning. It was cold. She probably was cussing you out through the text. Oh my gosh, she was going off when I got back. 
Um, <laughs> it's, that was the, but that was one of the first times that we were able to sit down. We had to talk a, a ton about the podcast and everything right. else that we had planned for you guys. But, um, but man, that was that was not the vibe that we knew that we were getting ourselves into. And Friday morning came early. Saturday morning came even earlier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we we get back from from Big Sky. Uh, probably about one in the morning. We have to be at the Trap Music Museum at 8 a.m. All of us except for one person made it. <laughs> Who do you think didn't make it, Black? Who do you think it was? Oh, man, Dan. Dan didn't get there. Dan nope. got there? Nope, Dan got, I there. got there. Cam, there you go. Oh, oh man. Oh, oh Cam, Cam, I don't know if he wants to chime in here. Oh, Cam. Cam, Cam, Cam you got a uh, car accident? I was down bad, bro. I didn't even wake up until they were gone. I knew... That the night no, was not, got there. I knew that the morning wasn't going to go well when we sent a uh, a text to the group. It's like, all right, everybody be downstairs at 745 so we can get there. And Cam wrote a text message response back in about four seconds. It said, we'll see. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, we, and we saw. Yeah, we, we all saw, right? We saw. <laughs> we saw. But uh, so why don't you take us through a little bit of the Trap Museum? Uh, the Trap Museum was dope, man. Um, I got a chance, the opportunity to kind of blend – I love hip hop music to to my core. I love Gator football to my core. So to be able to blend them two was just a, a, a amazing time for me. Shout out to my man Reen, uh, who also a Gator fan and got some connections there in Georgia to hook us up with Ti Business Manager and make that happen, man. So, but we got there. Um, the crew went before us. Shout out to New Media, our filming crew that works with the Big Three Roll Up Network. They got there before us, set up. We pulled in, me and Dan and the fam, and and it was just uh, we got a tour of the place. We got to go from the front to the back of it. It got a uh, a lot of artwork, a lot of handwritten lyrics from a lot of artists. Just a lot of dope things going on in there, man. But we got to set up and do a live show. Dan, what you thought of the place? I thought it was awesome. Um, you know, I wasn't exactly sure what to expect. I thought that they did a great job with it. Um, it's super unique, uh, but I love the way that they are mixing um, music and culture together. Um, right. I like how interactive the museum is. Um, it's not, it's not a stuffy place, right? Um, mm-hmm. you got a lot of cool artifacts and stuff like that, but you also have a bar in there. They have an escape room. If that's what you're interested in, it just, it, it's got an art gallery component piece to it. So it's just a really cool place. I mean, you know, when I think of a place like that, that's kind of multi-purpose, I think of the Kush house and what you got going on, that's right. multi-purpose. And, you know, it's just, it's not so much a museum to just show off all the things that like ti and a a lot of the other atlanta rappers have done as much as it's a place to to be able to stand around and you know talk and and vibe out a bit um i was was very impressed with with what they did and the the feeling of it uh when i was there yeah they flexible they could do a lot of things in there as far as networking um parties cater to to a lot of different a lot of different needs but everything from like some of the art pieces there's like whole artworks of say future or young thug that's made of records, like the unique stuff right. that they have going on there. It's a lot of dope art, not just um, music. It covers music, but it had, it had every coast. So like trap music is really an Atlanta or a South thing, but they had a little West Coast. They had some New York vibes going on in there. A lot of different things going on. So it, it was it was pretty it was a pretty special place. I'm glad yeah. we got to do a live show in there with my man. Yeah, no, we got we got some really good content that's going to be coming out here uh, soon. But shout out to to everybody that came. Um, and, and joined at that event. And then after that, we, we went on a vegan adventure, went on a yeah. vegan adventure uh, to a, to an interesting part of town. I'll end up at a place called slutty vegan, uh, which is a um, kind of hole in the wall, but fantastic vegan spot. 
Um, I, I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm a little skeptical uh, about what we're getting ourselves into, both right. in the uh, the scene and then the food as a whole. But I, I came away a million percent impressed by uh, by Slutty Vegan. It was it was quite the, the buildup. Everybody on Twitter was telling us go check it out. Uh, that's the place to go to. And we went, man, pulled up the food. The line was, was, was everything. It's about a 30 minute wait minimum. Yep. We, we pulled up at the opening of the spot that day and we had to wait in the line before the doors even opened, which is about a 30 minute wait, but the food was worth the wait. I had uh menage trois burger or something like that. What did you have, Dan? I had the one night stand, but you think it's like a traditional burger. Um, yours had what chicken on it or, or shrimp on it or, yeah, it had it had vegan shrimp. It had the, the the burger patty. It had the vegan cheese, and it also had the vegan bacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I'll tell you what. I was I was very impressed. Like I said, I didn't know exactly what to expect. Uh, but shout out to them. I mean, they have an awesome uh, little culture going on there. They've got a uh, just it's a really great spot. So definitely recommend everybody. And if you're like, oh, I'm not vegan. I don't eat vegan food. Give it a shot. I'm the same yeah. way. Um, I came out super impressed. I wanted to go back and get some more. Um, and then from there, we end up at Park Bar. Uh, we had a, a spot at Park Bar and do some miscommunication. We we got there like right after two, uh, but a bunch of people got there and, and didn't know where we were. So they were upstairs for a while. So shout out to, to Cav and Ryan and a bunch of the other folks that were there. But uh, everybody kind of mixed up together. Uh, and then we were there from, what, two to about 6, 6.15 or so. And it was, it was a vibe to say the least. Yeah, yeah, that turned into. <laughs> when I first got there, then I was like, okay, this is gonna be a chill. We can kind of do this before we go to our last spot. It don't look like this is gonna get too crazy. And then by the hour go by, I was like, yo, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it escalated quickly, and then I mean, it got to a point uh, towards the end of our time there, probably about like four thirty-five, that there's people that were DMing us saying, "Hey, we're in line, we're in line, we're in line. The the line's too long." So we try to work some magic, try to get some people uh, in the door. So shout out to everybody that came. But, I mean, we probably had, what, 70, 80 people swing by um, when we were at right. Park Bar, which is just a, a cool, really cool spot to be. And we got some good pull with Stadium Miguel. Gator Nation pull up heavy. They they really it's, – it's one thing to get the listens, but it's another thing to take this thing on the road and say we're pulling up somewhere and we have a crowd pull up everywhere we go to out of town. Um, yep. Gator Nation is real, and, and our support for Stadium Miguel is real. So, yeah, we appreciate every single one of you that bought um, merchandise while we were there, that hung out with us, that were there, that told us they love the show, told us ways to improve the show, everything else. Every single person that came uh, from the bottom of our heart, we appreciate it. Shout out my man Hinkley too for pulling up. Him and Pops pulled up, always yep. showing love. Yeah, always, always, always. And then finally. Finished the night at Fado up in Buckhead, which was a really cool spot. I wasn't exactly sure what to expect. I'd never been there before. We pulled up, and that's a nice, that's a nice bar right there. That's nice. Uh, I know from now on, we book anything in Buckhead. I need to bring my nice shoes. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm gonna wear a ja- ja- sport jacket next time. Right. But, um, but we got there, a really great spot. We we did a Q and A session uh, in the middle of that. But shout out to uh, to Cav. Uh, and the, the Gator Club of Atlanta that helped set that one up. We wish that we could have done something a little bit more official, but obviously with COVID and, you know, the Gator Club not wanting to, to promote anything too, too much. Uh, but had a bunch of people there. Uh, everybody that swung by there was uh, was a really cool um, just feeling and, and opportunity to meet the listeners. Yeah. A lot of love. A lot of love. I'm, and don't ever hesitate to ask me for pictures and stuff. Like, I like that shit. 
Yeah, it's so sound like a celebrity. I want to give a quick shout out uh, just to set the scene a little bit. I'm going to find out who the handle is because um, I forgot who it was. Um, I was I was feeling some type of way Saturday night, um, and so um, so there we were. I was it was probably a couple minutes left in halftime, and I'm outside uh, in that little uh, courtyard area. Smitty boy 0316 and I were chatting for for a while outside. Uh, and we saw a girl uh, absolutely smack the absolute crap out of some uh, some guy. Guess he found out he was cheating on her. She yelled at him, pushed him out of his bar stool. I it was a wild scene. Yeah, um, right. sounds yeah, like a vibe. Yeah, yeah it was a, it was a it was a hell of a vibe. I think she caught her cheating. Saw some text messages, all that stuff. The look of stun, uh, look on his face was uh was 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 a great sight to see. So so shout out to Smitty boy. Glad we were able to to share that life experience together. We were just laughing and chuckling until they looked over. Then we were, were serious and we were watching the game. But shout out to Smitty. One time for Smitty. Shout out my man Johnny Relich for pulling up, showing a lot of love, man. Yeah. Um, got me an autographed jersey from Game Worn from the from the Orange Bowl or something crazy. Yeah, that, was, that, was, that was a nice jersey. Yeah, one time for the Garrett boys. Them boys out of Jacksonville always pulling up. My man Garrett might be dead. We got to call make sure he alive because he was throwing up pretty heavy outside of Fado. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to uh, to Justin. I'm trying to remember. I, I want to Ethan. Uh, Ethan, man, I like you a lot, Ethan. Um, sometimes your your one to ten uh, can be scaled down to to about a seven. <laughs> um, but but man, I appreciate meeting you. Uh, who else was there that I want to give a shot? Doesn't matter. Everybody that was there really appreciate everybody for coming. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's hard. I know. Remember. I know. We went and dove in deep uh, for uh, this weekend, but that's because we just want to really appreciate all you guys and, and listeners that that did show up. And next year when we're back, Ahmad will be there. Uh, that way, people won't have to awkwardly ask uh, Silk if he's Ahmad. Uh, and uh, yeah, that happened like <laughs> twice, <laughs> bro. Shut up, bro. I yeah, swear, was that was yeah. that part put you in the national championship? The guy comes over there, like, is that a mod? I was like, shit, I might have to be in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Soap said no, and the guy just like walked away, didn't even well, say uh, anything. Just yeah, turned, turned he right said hi. Oh, hey, <laughs> he obviously knew who we were. Oh, and then shout out to the boys at the uh, when we were checking back into our hotel and uh, on the elevator. And it had just been a day. It had been a long day. And Silk and I are just kind of sitting there, just kind of faded off, looking off. And uh, these two hyper young, probably college kids were like, is that you, Silk and Dan? We're like, yeah. Huge fan, huge fans. I'm like, oh, man. I wish I could give you the love uh, that that you deserve. Oh, but Dan got (laughs) no fans out there, boy. No, they're all Silk fans. I'm just associated with Silk, you know. Right, State Miguel fans, man. The gate, the gate, like I said, the gate love was real out there, man. Uh, everybody pulled up was was showing big love. Uh, we had some young 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 boys that do broadcasting at UF that pulled up asking for it. Oh right? yeah. And I never I never take that stuff lightly. It means a lot to me, man. So shout out to everybody that pulled up and showed love, dog, big time. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're about thirty minutes into our show, so let's jump in to the Alabama game and this portion of our show is sponsored by our friends over at roof soldier so give them a call uh at one eight seven seven roofs fl christmas is right around the corner just a couple days away <laughs> it really maybe, is now maybe you're looking for something for for your family for uh for christmas time it, it's actually down the street now it's not even around it, the corner. yeah it's down the street you can see it um you're pulling up to it 
Christmas is there and you're like, what's one thing that I can get my family for Christmas time? And I can think of nothing better than a new roof. So give roof soldier <laughs> the one eight seven seven roofs FL. Maybe your kids have been nagging and saying, Daddy, the water's dripping from the yeah. roof onto my bed. And you said, on? Son, it's okay. Um, but maybe you think to yourself, Hey, this is the perfect time for me to not only fix the leak over my my kid's bed, but also to think about the financial future of my home to make sure that oh, I'm selling, I don't have to worry about it. So give Roof oh, yeah. Soldier a call, one eight seven seven roofs fl or roofsoldier.com. I'm be honest with you. That was my kid. He let the roof leak and get the PlayStation. <laughs> well, if you're unlike Silk and you get your kid a roof and <laughs> a PlayStation, give Roof Soldier a call. I'm talking about put a bucket down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One eight seven seven roofs fl. All right, guys, fifty two to forty six. Right, Alabama beats Florida. Um, a game that looked like it was could've, a runaway at halftime, and we um, could have won it. We played. We still could have. We still could have won the game, bro. Like I, with everything going on, and we still could have won the game. Hmm. Yeah, so let's let's start. Um, I don't even know how to break this game down because it was really a tale of two halves. You know, Florida goes in uh, into halftime down thirty-five to seventeen, outscores them twenty-nine uh, to uh, fourteen to end the game. Um, has the ball with uh, twenty-some odd seconds left um, to win. So let's let's talk a little bit about the first half. Uh, of that game first, you know, when we talked about it on the last show, we said the Florida had to play mistake free football and really cause some turnovers and, uh, and, and stop Alabama. I'll give them credit. They, they made some stops. They just weren't always able to capitalize um, on those. So Can I chime in real quick. Yeah. I said on this show and I said every pregame show that we did that we needed three stops and a turnover. I think we got that. We just gave a turnover back. But no, also, then we stop him on third down and we got a hands to the face. Yeah. With, with uh, Zach Carter. So I think we, a, a time or two we stopped him on third down and we got like a flag or something like that. We did that. And then there there was one at the end of the game, too. Um, okay, right. okay. Right. So we, we, had a, we had a couple. You know, it, it's interesting because you look at the score and you look at what Alabama was able to do um, scoring the ball. And, and there was really no issue that they had. Um, you know, they, they, they took advantage of, of everything that we said that they should take advantage of if they wanted to win. Um, you know, Marco Wilson didn't have a great game. We struggled with stopping the run. Um, we weren't able to be physical at the line of scrimmage and we still weren't lining up correctly. We still had issues at safety. So Alabama did exactly, you know, what the game plan was, uh, and Florida was still, you know, a, a potentially better used timeout. Um, and not taking a sack on the last play of the game from, you know, being able to to go up and win that game. So shout out to our boys for for how hard they fought. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm super proud of these guys, the way they came out and fought. There's a lot of times where they could have laid down in that game. And um, shouts out to the staff, because regardless of what we disagree with, with who they start and who they bench, and they got guys that want to fight for them, you know. So there's no price on that. When you got guys, when you go down to a Bama team that everybody's expecting you to get blown out by, and you keep putting up a fight until the very end, you got a shot to win at the end. I was impressed by the by the uh, the staff as far as like them instilling that into the program. That's how we know we're going in the right direction. 
But uh, I'm super proud of Kyle Trash. You know, um, we took some sats at the end. We played some guys I thought shouldn't have played. Delance, same guys we cried about all season about the lack of performance and the lack of production from these guys. They end up costing us in the end. It is what it is at that point. But I'm super proud of the way this team fought and came out and played football on Saturday, man. And anybody hanging their head and saying anything different, they're just like, we know what the Gator standard is. It's winning national championships, not even conference championships. Championship. That's what we after. But you, you just got to be realistic with yourself. The football team and, and, and the football program we saw play on Saturday is a good football team and a good football program. So I'm just super proud. Before we get into critiquing these guys, I'm super proud of what I saw Saturday. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm with you. So, uh, you know, we, we harp about the Gator standard all the time. And, um, you know, it, it fluctuates. Um, uh, it, it, you know, if, if our guys are doing it or not, um, you know, with some of the, some of the things that we see on the field. Um, but, you know, Saturday, you know, we came out first half a little rocky a little bit. Um, I think, you know, we only had a couple first downs and whatnot and um, trying to stop them and trying to see what they were, were doing and whatnot. And um, again, we could do a lot of things better. But overall, as a team effort, I'm, I'm super proud of what, what our guys put on the field. Um, I, I just wish we give that same effort every week. I mean, nobody gave us a chance in the world. And um, if you told me that, you know, we were going to have the ball down six going down with, with Calatras um, for, for, on the last drive, uh, I, I would take that any day of the week. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. And shout out to to those guys and the way that they played. You know, they they certainly could have, you know, rolled over, right? Alabama was the team that's supposed to beat them. They come off of a tough LSU uh, loss. They, they come into a game where even if they win, um, you know, there's still an outside chance that they don't make the playoff. And, um, you know, it, it's easy to start looking ahead. It's easy to to think that this is, you know, this is over and this game doesn't matter. And, and those boys fought their butts off. Um, shout out to Kyle Pitts. Uh, Trevon Grimes, Kadarius Tony, uh, Kyle Trask. Uh, shout out to a lot of people on the offensive side of the ball that did well, and shout out to you know some folks on the defensive side of the ball. You know that Alabama offense is going to go down as one of the best and most productive offenses in in college football history, uh, and they were able to to go toe to toe with them. Um, weren't able to get the the one final stop that they needed, uh, but you can't pin the whole game on them. So. Um, yeah, no, they came out to play. They did, like we we yeah. critique it all we want, but the defense gave us an opportunity in the second half. Like they yep. they they shut them out in the third quarter. We yep. had chances to go up a little bit and, and cut the lead just because they they put together a good football quarter and probably the best game that we've seen from our defense all fall considering the the opponent. So right, I mean Alabama has three of the top five Heisman Trophy candidates right now. Uh, they are just a, an incredibly good and, and well balanced team uh, that it's very very hard and very very challenging to stop them. Um, you know, Florida did let up fifty two points, and you can look at that and say that's an absolutely atrocious and terrible defensive performance. And shit, we and got forty six. Right, and on paper, right, it, it looks like it, but you know that was a game, that was a track meet game. That was a game where uh, you know Florida was able to get some pressure and make some stops, but you know just missed one, you know one more stop or you know one strange you know play where Trey Dean doesn't get blindsided by that that hit, which to me looked like targeting. But I right. uh, can talk about that if you need. Uh, but you know, outside of that, you know, Alabama doesn't score. Florida's able to score on most of the drives that they had. You know, that could be a fourteen-point swing, and what does that mean? That means the end of the game, right? Or that means Florida wins the game. Or hey, if Florida, you know, doesn't leave a minute and twenty seconds on the uh, the That's end not, of the uh, the second period. Well, back to the trading thing. Uh, trading was my that was my stat from the beginning of the game. Where I said we need at least one turnover. We got it, but we just gave it right back. Yeah, so I, and I think that was the difference in the game. If, I, that, that also was a hell of a play, too, bro. I, yeah, I, yeah, man, that was yeah, a hell yeah, of an interception. Man, I was so excited. Hell of an interception. Man. What, bro? 
And he I still am. I ain't gonna cap. That was a hell of a play. You just yeah. gotta, you know, weird circumstances. And I, I, even if they don't even call targeting, at least look at it. They didn't even look that, at it. That that was a blind side here. If it wasn't, I mean, it's football. I ain't even gonna. Yeah, that's not, that's yeah. not the reason we lost. I don't want to make no, no excuses. No, 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 no. But that was an incredible play by Dean. Uh, more even incredible. incredible play by the Bama player because they didn't yeah. call it. So you can't you can't knock it. And that's his job. It's an interception. Yeah, right. So right. But, you know, we 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 talk about you know football getting soft. Well. He went out and made a football tackle. So, but shout out to shout out to Dean and shout out to uh, Brad sure. Stewart. What Brad Brad Stewart played the Brad played, played crazy crazy played hell of a football game. Yep, you keep you, you keep thirteen off of my football field, and I think it's time for like I love Marco to death. I love the Wilson family to death, but it's just time to move on, man. Um, we got we got to we got to do some things in that secondary and get better for next year for sure. But uh, incredible game by by those two guys who we've been hard on. That secondary and that defense, I thought those guys played better than they played all season. We we can also get better. Yeah. We also, yeah. And I also still want a new defensive coordinator, but that's besides the fact. Yeah, we're gonna definitely get that into that here in a minute. Um, I did think it was interesting. You know, the Donovan Steiner played, you know, 82 snaps. Um, I think that Florida has incredible, some, some, incredible yeah. that that um, guy get that many stats. Yeah, and then Marco snaps. Wilson plays 76 snaps, right? Um Marco Wilson had more snaps than Kyrie Elam did. Um, Donovan Steiner and, and Brad Stewart led the team uh, in total plays. Uh, but just just overall, a bunch of missed tackles. Donovan Steiner, I think, had four missed tackles um, on the game. And I don't want to harp on him, you know, but at some point in time, you have to make the call to make the change um, just to see who somebody else is. Even if they're not as good in practice, at some point in time, you have to just see if somebody else uh, can do something. And I know that they were a little light back there, but um just just overall just a bad i don't want to harp i don't want to harp on it too much either but it's just i was watching keanu neal uh play uh yesterday and he keeps them out of the end zone that's what a safety does bro like they come up and keep them out of the end zone and give your defense another opportunity our coach he used to always say just give us a chance and look at the national championship no wait when we when we stop the moment uh, fourth down at the goal line, and then we got mm-hmm. an interception. We just got to tackle him and get your – you never know what can happen. But, bro, I see dudes catch the ball and freaking stiff arm the safety all the way to the end zone. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Like, what type of shit is that, bro? Like, come yeah. on. And, and, and at what point do we, we – I mean, we're not saying these kids are bad kids at all whatsoever, but they're not really good at football. And at what point do we say that shit? Well, and at some point you have to think that some of it's got to be a confidence issue, right? Um, yeah, I mean, you guys both played football, Mod. You obviously played um, at a slightly higher level than Silk did. But, you know, you have to imagine then, um, you know, confidence has got to be a part of it, right? Especially right. as a defensive back. Right. Um, so I don't know, like, if, if you can talk a little bit more about that. But, you know, it's it's got to be demoralizing. And you can see the dejection on some of their faces. You know, Marco, Steiner. um, it looked like a, it's like almost a, a defeated look. Yeah, like that they knew that that was going to happen, and then they hang their head, and and you're hanging your head, not able to get lined back up, and then it happens again, um, and you just continue to beat yourself up. So um, that's what I'm worried about, and I'm not, I'm not sold that they're getting the right coaching to be able to to get out of that funk because it just looks like a lot of hanging heads out there. Yeah. Um. I. I, I it's all about having basically amnesia in the back end. I know that sounds cliche, but, you know, you almost have to forget and try to shake back and, and make a play. 
I mean, it's all about making plays. That's what you're out on the field for. So when you do make a play, yes, it's cool to celebrate with your teammates sometimes, but get your eyes lined up because that's what you're there for. All right. So we're going to celebrate doing something that we were supposed to do. Yeah, we, we have fun. And, and you know, um, it, you know, you, you you practice and you prepare all week to get to the game, to to make a big play, to make a big tackle, to make a, a touchdown on defense. And, you know, so you can celebrate. But I mean, when, <clears throat> when something like that happens, as far as getting caught on or getting beat for a touchdown or whatever, you, you got to have amnesia because, you know, the team's looking at that and, and look at you as a liability. They come right back. Yeah, Silk, anything on that? I, I don't even know where y'all at right now. Yeah, no, you're good. Chris is big a little bit. Hey, Cam, keep that at the show. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about, <laughs> about the game as a whole. Um, any any other, you know, kind of big issues that, that you saw that were glaring? Um, I, I don't I don't know if I saw any. I, I thought um, the, the play calling on offense was interesting, you know, um, Florida doesn't get a, a lot of rushes. I think they end up with maybe 20 total uh, in the game. Let me get the exact number here. They end up with a total of 20. Kyle Trask taking nine of them for, for 23 yards – or 26 yards, pardon me. Uh, were you guys surprised – and I know that Florida obviously didn't run the ball much this season, but were you surprised at how little they actually ran the ball with their running backs with only – no nah. total carries from running backs. No, nah, I wish we would have ran less, and and in particular with with Cal. Like, let, let's go. I, I was shocked sometimes at the play calling that we stopped attacking. I mm-hmm. thought Bama's secondary was suspect. Shorter had an opportunity right there with Cal missed on what he did a little hesitant, oh, little stop and oh, go. He like, was we, naked down the sideline. We we should have been doing more of that stuff, attacking downfield. So, um, that's what my 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 disagreement with the play and call calling was with those runs. Not I like we we've not showed that we can well, run the ball or wanted to we, run the ball all we, year. So why we were in a championship game? We were trying to run the ball on second down too, like second like second and long. So then we try to run the ball on second and long, don't get any yards. Now it's third and long. Now a couple of them shits work on Kyle. We call them slipping with Kyle. To be honest with you, a couple of them did. I and still I, I and I still don't like it. Yeah, yeah. I just know. I just think at that point, like the kids up for Heisman. You know, he's had a hell of a historic season. Let's put all our fate in the rest of the season on his arm in the final game. I didn't want to see no running. Let it, let our balls hang out. Let's go all for it right now. Put it on this kid's hand, like his arm. We're playing with, we're playing with house money anyway, right? So I didn't like the run game. Like we didn't, we didn't do a good job all year trying to establish the run. It was, it was trying to keep them honest a little bit in the championship game, but Nobody has to be honest when they know you don't want to run the ball. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Florida did put the the ball in Kyle Trask's hands, right? I mean, he threw the ball 40 times. It should have been 60. Well, yeah. I mean, they needed to run. They only ran 60 total plays, so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was just good <laughs> pass, right? You, you see the vibes? You had to make sure he knew, right, Dan? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just want to. I just want to. I want to make sure he knew, but he obviously. Yeah, we're on the same page, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sixty plays. Yeah, sixty passes. That's where I'm at with it. You know, I thought you know Kyle Trask did an outstanding job. Um, You know, 408 yards is more than they've allowed against LSU and Arkansas combined. 
more than they let up against any team this season. Actually, I'm going to look to see because Alabama doesn't let up that kind of passing yards through the air. We got uh, money on them people. We got money on them people down the field. Uh, I had a fan that hit me up. That's the first time since 2016 against Clemson that Alabama's let up 400 yards passing. I keep telling people our wide receiver room getting like Clemson's, but whatever. Um, what was I about to say? Uh, you kept. Oh, telling we got, me. we got money. We we got money on these people down the field. We could have threw the ball down the field all game. I didn't see a reason for us to run the ball. Um, the opportunity was there. Uh, Kyle did what he wanted to do. I had a fan on Instagram. That's what I was about to say. So I had a fan on Instagram who hit me up, and we talked about last year, the struggles that Kyle Pitts had scratching the field. I don't think he had that issue this year. I think when we had to, we missed some throws here and there. But I, I do want to give props and congrats to the dude. Like, we made shit happen down the field. I think in this game, in the championship game, we should have threw the ball down the field more. You playing, you play, When you playing with house money, play like you playing with house money. Right. Yeah, uh, I thought a, a couple a couple things, and I know I shouted him out earlier, but I thought that Trayvon Grimes really has improved over the last few games. Maybe made last money. Games, but he, he money. really, really made himself some money. Uh, I think that he was going to probably get drafted regardless, but I think that he solidified himself uh, into a to a solid mid-round draft pick there. Kadarius sure. Tony had another great game. And, then, I mean, talk about Kyle Pitts. Um, may go down in history. I don't know if stats are going to do it, uh, but I think overall as a complete player, Kyle Pitts might go down as one of the top five tight ends in football history. Ring of honor, my man, Kyle Pitts, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be a first-team All-American. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but to end his career on the touchdown pass that he did – uh, to to snag that one to, to bring Florida, um, you know, within four, I believe, uh, just an incredible play. Uh, so shout out to to those boys because they they really they really hooped it up that game. Absolutely. Uh, let's let's break down the game a little bit more, but before we do that, let's give a shout out to Lee Friedland of the law firm of Friedland and Associates. Uh, he's going to handle auto accidents, medical malpractice, nursing home cases, criminal matters, personal injury cases in every jurisdiction within the state of Florida. Uh, give him a call at 1-800-95-INJURED or visit yourfighthourbattle.com. Again, 1-800-95-INJURED, yourfighthourbattle.com. Uh, any final thoughts on the game, uh, guys, before we move into kind of big picture and looking back on the season a bit? Uh, um, I just I just hope we take that same passion, that same energy to this bowl game. Um. That's really all I can ask for. I mean, the guys played their hearts out. Um, you know, we don't want to screw this one in. And, you know, I do. We got I, talent, yeah, we got the talent to, 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 run, to run these boys out the stadium. So we might as well just go ahead and just keep the momentum. Yeah, we'll talk about the bowl game a little bit. I'm excited about the bowl game as well. It, not just uh, the guys that are leaving, but the guys we got in a holster a little bit. Uh, just super proud of this team, man. Um, anybody listening got recognized we just played one of the best Bama teams ever or one of the best college football teams and the best offense in college football history. Um, two years in a row, we played teams like that. We played LSU like that last year. Um, they ended up winning it all, but we played them boys down to the wire and, and could have won that game. We came back this year in a roller coaster of a year, and we lost some games that we should have won. But last night or Saturday night, that was a game one of the best teams in college football history, and we had a chance to win at the end. We putting we putting money in the bank, man. You know, um, we got some changes we do we do need to make as far as the DC. I think, I think we need to get better in the recruiting room. We need to upgrade that thing and get some more recruiters in here to hang out with Coach Coop and 
Hova, whoever else in there. We need to upgrade that room a little bit and get some some higher end recruits. But we on the right pace and the right track, man, to a national championship, man. And I just want to let that be known for show, for show. And I think what this has shown me, I think that this is my final thought, is that Florida is not that far away. Um, you know, I know right. that you have a, a, a couple of generational players in there with Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts. Uh, you know, but I think what we've seen is that Dan Mullen can scheme up this team. They can win despite some, you know, deficiencies uh, on the offensive side of the ball, on the defensive side of the ball. I think as they shore up a couple of those things, and I hope to see that uh, in, I know, in recruiting, but also in the transfer portal, uh, that Florida really schematically has one of the best coaching staffs in America in terms of what they're able to do on the field on a Saturday. We lost some games this season in weird ways, unpredictable ways, uh, but they bounced back against this game against Alabama that when Florida is firing all cylinders, they are amongst the top four teams in college football, and you can't tell me otherwise. And, you know, if they don't have a, a weird fluke fumble or just a very weird overall game against LSU, Florida would be playing in the college football playoff. We should be right now. Yeah. And I think that Florida right now looks better than Ohio State. I think they look no, better than Notre Dame. And but I think that we could get in a boat race against Clemson. But, but to that fact, the reason we're not to is the reason we're holding our staff accountable. Because right. I think I think we should have won the AM game and we should have won the LSU game. And then we fought Bama like we just fought Saturday. Guess what? We in the playoffs with those two wins. So we got to hold our staff accountable. That's why we want upgrades and to fix a lot of things because we right now we should be in the playoffs. But that's not going to take away from us being on the right path and, you know what I'm saying, the right trajectory towards uh, getting this another another trophy in the building. Yep. Ahmad, do you have a, a final season thought? Obviously, we'll break down the season more in the next couple of weeks, but any kind of one final parting season thought? Um, You know, we parting ways with some guys that, that played a lot of football here, and um, now it's time for, for these young guys to pick up the rifle and, um, and, and keep it moving. Um, we lost three games this year at least, and uh, you know next year we 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 got a, a little tougher schedule, but um, I still think that that we can get everything we want to get accomplished. So um, you know, good luck to the guys that's leaving, and you know, in their future endeavors. But um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see these young guys. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Well, let's get into the game a little bit. Uh, and I guess this is as good a time as any to do another ad read here. So give a shout out to my friend Carlton Black uh, with the uh, Envoy Mortgage Group. Uh, Carlton Black and I, Carlton, man, I wish I could have seen you. Uh, Reen is, uh, is a buddy of yours, and, and I know that you said hello. was hoping that I was going to get the chance to see you. But again, if you're in the state of Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or Virginia, give Carlton Black a call, 404-769-5501. Uh, give him a call if you're interested in home loans, conventional loans, FHA loans, VA loans, fixed rate loans, adjustable rate mortgages, jumbo loans. Um, you can refinance your home at a historically low rate. Give yourself a Christmas present by giving yourself a <laughs> refinanced mortgage. Give him a call at 404-769-5501 or email him at cblack at envoymortgage.com. So if you're looking or you're a real estate agent, give him a call. Again, Carlton Black, 404-769-5501. It's a, it's a small world. Uh, so shout out my man, Reem. Uh, he was just like, yo, man, one of y'all sponsorships on the show is my boy. I know him as well. So shout out to Georgia. Shout out to all the Atlanta hookups. 
Yeah, I'm going to find myself in Atlanta a lot more. Uh, shout out to our friend Alan Horn, who sponsored our weekend and all of the events that we did up there. Uh, so if you are looking for insurance, reach out to Alan Horn. Um, Alan, what do you do, baby? I had an amazing time in Atlanta. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, we appreciate you, Alan. Uh, so uh, going in, Florida is going to be playing Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl. Kyle Pitts has announced, uh, so far as the only one that has announced that he will not be playing um, in that game, I would imagine that we will get a few more opt-outs here uh, in the not-too-distant future. Uh, but Who you got? Who you got for opt-outs? I think, I think Kadarius Tony is going to probably opt-out, uh, if I were to guess. Um, and this is, says nothing about them other than protecting their health and safety. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if a Trayvon Grimes uh, also announces uh, that he's going to opt-out uh, of that game as well. Um I'm trying to think of anybody else. I wouldn't be surprised if you get, you know, a random opt out or two from a player that's that's just kind of over it. Maybe a player that didn't have a, a great season, or maybe is just ready to to, to move on. Uh, maybe somebody that might enter the transfer portal. But I mean, outside of of Grimes uh, and Tony, I, I think that everybody else will probably play. I don't think Kyle Trask will opt out um, of this game. Although, I mean, it wouldn't be unreasonable if he did. Well, who do you have? <laughs> Mm, I just have Tony. I think Grimes need this game, especially with Kyle Pitts out. He could get him some buckets mm-hmm. and upper draft stock a little bit. So, only one I got that's possible is probably Tony. Yeah, yeah I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, Oklahoma is interesting because this year they they actually have uh, a decent defense. They're ranked 20th in the country uh, right now, uh, just an overall defense. Uh, but when you look at who they played. Um, a lot of those facts and figures get absolutely skewed by the fact that they played some really crappy teams like Southwest Missouri State and Kansas um, and Baylor, who just didn't look very good this season. Uh, but when they played Iowa State, Texas, Iowa State again, Texas Tech, some teams that put up points, I mean, they were letting up more than 400 yards a game, more than seven uh, yards per play. So I think that, you know, this is a chance, like you said, Silk, for a guy like Grimes to come in uh, and, and make an impact. Right. I don't know what to expect out of this game. I'll be honest with you. Um, in the wide receiver room, if, if ground, ground was a sit out, I wouldn't mind if my young wide receivers got some action this game. Uh, I do want to win this game by all means. I want, I want nine wins. But if, if if players decide to sit out some some veteran guys, I'm not mad at the experience that I could get with Xavier Henderson, Weston, and a lot of these other young guys in the wide receiver room, you know. Um, but I mean, I mean, we're playing Oklahoma. Could they beat us? Yeah, they could beat us. Our defense has been full. But I don't know what they expect from this game. Well, I guess yeah. we'll decide. We'll, we'll figure out more as, as as this get going. But uh, I wouldn't mind going to Dallas. But other than that, I don't know what to expect from this team <laughs> and these coaches. Uh, I mean, the game's only in nine days, right? It's on the 30th. Um, so you don't really have much time off. You have uh, the holiday, you know, Jeez. time in between. Yeah, so it, it, I mean, it, it really is a quick turnaround. Um, and I know that Dan Mullen said that they're going to give some time to, to relax and everything else. So it's not a traditional year where you get your – your additional practices uh, to be able to really prepare. Uh, you're going against a team that you haven't played since uh, a mod's team won the national championship in early 2009. Uh, you know, and that was a, a game for the ages. Two very different teams on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, but Oklahoma's good. I mean, they've they've they started off the season slow. A couple of weird, tough losses uh, at the beginning, but have really you know kind of showed up the last uh, 
you know, number of games a season um, and are on a seven game winning streak, big 12 champions. So. Yeah. Like I said, it's going to be an interesting game to see what, what, what team we pull into Gainesville with. Yeah. They, they put up points. They put up points. Um, so outside of that, I mean, we're going to do a much bigger review next week after Christmas uh, about breaking down that game and what to expect from that game as a whole. Uh, but I guess just one quick thought. What do you guys want to see out of that game? Uh, I, I, I think, I mean, we can waste our time on that game, but I think the biggest elephant in the room, Dan, is like what changes are we going to make on this staff? Yeah. Well, let's let's get to that then. Uh, let's yeah, get yeah. Shout out to that game. We'll talk about that game more. We got another show before that game, but I think the I mean the the, the media and the, and the press asked Dan about uh, Todd Grantham's coaching status and employment status uh, for the bowl make, bowl game, and, and he said he's going to be there. So I think a lot of fans is, is curious about that that whole dynamic of. I, Are we upgrading I, the staff think, or what's going to happen? I think his exact words were he's going to coach in the bowl game. So I kind of took that as he out of here. Yeah, he's going to coach in the bowl game and that's it. I mean, it's different ways you could go with it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I, t- I took it, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I, I, Dan, you know better than me. I mean, how many <laughs> guys we have getting recruited that's going to say, hey, Ty Grantham's gone. I'm gone. I mean, not many, right? Yeah, they've all signed, and I think the ones that haven't, um, it's okay. I, I don't know if anybody would leave, even if they had already signed and they had the chance to leave, if Grantham leaves. Um, I mean, are they I, watching the game with us? Or right, because I, I think a lot of them right now, they see an opportunity right. for impact. Uh, but I also think it depends on, on who those replacements are. And a lot of people have asked – Hey, Dan. Hey, Silk. Hey, Ma. Like, who would you hire as a defensive coordinator? And my position, speaking for myself, is I don't really know who the options are. There's a lot of great people that you can look um, on paper and they look solid, right? You know, five and I, Jacquez and I got into a little bit back and forth today uh, about the defensive coordinator from Cincinnati when I asked a question, hey, is this Luke Fickle's defense or is this Freeman's defense, right? You, you don't really know, you know, what you're getting into, but I don't know what Dan Mullen's relationship is to the defense coordinator at Cincinnati, right? What we've seen just as an overarching theme about Dan Mullen is he's going to go with guys that he's comfortable with, right? So I'm curious to see what he does. I don't know how the question about Todd Grantham was worded, but I definitely don't see Todd Grantham on the sideline at Florida uh, next season. I'm willing to make a definitive statement that I, I don't, I don't see that uh, happening. And then if, it, if we making them type of calls, I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? Like the direction we're going. But we got to be able to make changes and adjust. I think um, I was on the Grantham Hive. But when you got a football season like this and you just can't get stops to get a win and, and the disorganization and not being able to get lined up, that's just something totally different. And then I don't think guys been developed that quick. So yeah. um, just being – I mean, and then we got to talk about C-Rob in that aspect too because we've been tying yeah. C-Rob to his hip. This entire time, whether he got mentioned for jobs to NFL or other college jobs, we've been tying C-Rob to his hip. So um, if we're getting rid of Ty, what you thinking about C-Rob? Yeah, uh, it, you make a great point, right? I mean, we, we have always said on this show that we are going to hold everybody accountable in positive and negative ways. And there, there's got to be a question mark. Uh, I think there's a question mark 
uh, when it comes to development, when it comes to the play of the linebacker group, and it comes a little bit with recruiting. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit later about it in the show, but you just lost another linebacker uh, with redshirt freshman Josiah Pierre, uh, who announced that he's going to transfer uh, today. So that, that room is looking a little bit thin, uh, right. both figuratively and literally, both a lot of players that are undersized for a, for an inside linebacker uh, position, and then just the overall numbers uh, at that position are are thin. And and I've got some question marks about that, right? When, when C-Rob came over, uh, he came over as a graduate assistant from Mississippi State, making $80,000 a year. He comes in, makes an impact on the recruiting trail, has some good players, has a guy like David Reese, you know, in there as your kind of your top dog. Uh, and then when he's gone, you you definitely saw Ventral Miller have, you know, some some good ups and you know, some good ups this season, but also some some downs. Uh, Amari Bernie didn't play very well this season. James Houston had a very up and down season. We didn't see much of Derek Wingo. We didn't see much of Tyron Hopper. Uh, Mamou Diabate was playing middle linebacker for some strange reason. So like, it's just an interesting uh, room right now. And, and C-Rob also has to be held accountable. I think when you talk about this defense, there's only one coach that's untouchable and that's David Turner. Uh, I think Torian Green or Torian Gray, pardon me, is second. Uh, and then after that, there's a there's a big drop off uh, to C Rob and then Ron English and then and then Todd Grantham, who you know is your CEO of that defense, and somebody's got to be held accountable because they not only weren't a great defense in stopping teams, they couldn't even get lined up correctly. Okay, so you think he leaves with Todd? You know that's an interesting question. Um, I I think if there's an opportunity for him to leave and it's a better situation, but I wouldn't be surprised if yeah, I mean, that's just a tough question. I Because a new DC probably want to bring in some of his guys. Right. So even right. if you don't leave, that's the thing. Like I don't think if we get, if we get rid of Todd, that's just, we got DC and then he keeps the rest of these assistants. I think we bring in the new DC. He's going to want to bring in some of his guys as well. Yeah. I mean that that's what you get when you 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 hire a new defensive coordinator is everybody's going to want to keep the same hey maybe that means David Turner's gone right maybe that means uh, that that C Rob is gone or maybe that means that Torian Gray is gone so you know a lot of people talk about making these holistic changes like you said and, and bringing in a new defensive coordinator that's going to likely mean other changes I think if Todd Grantham goes, C-Rob probably goes with him. C-Rob ended up at Mississippi State because of Todd Grantham. They play, he was a player for him when he was over at Georgia. So I think that he probably does leave, depending on the situation, of course. But, right. I mean, if cool. I'm him, you've got to attach yourself onto somebody that's going to take care of you. And, I mean, Grantham's helped C-Rob go from a graduate assistant to making, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, which ain't bad. Right on. One time for Brun Insurance and Financial Services. Anything you need insured from the Panhandle to the Keys, my man Greg is the best of the best when it comes to car insurance, elite customer service. If you need a home, auto, renter's insurance, a wagon, a motorcycle, or even your life, hit my man Greg up. 954-589-2204. Big coverage, big policies. And I'm right with you, man. I just think, yeah, uh, we get a new DC. and I'm just of the impression, like, I'm just... I'm not married to anything on the defensive staff. I love, I like, I like some of the coaches on that side of the ball. But if they got to go for me and get a new DC and a new head man on that side of the ball, I'm all for it. 
Is there anybody that you you would absolutely nah. want this this defensive uh, new defense coordinator to keep? I'll keep the, the new DC to keep. Um, yeah. I'm not. I, I like C Rob. You know, what I'm saying. I'm, I'm be honest with you. I'm not. I'm not mad at C Rob. I like him. I don't think that the. Um, I think the overall direction. I think you need young guys that can recruit. I think he's one of those young guys that recruit. If he gets a DC that's out the recruiting like he is and, and just as zealous, I think his recruiting could go up a little bit. But uh, I'm not mad at keeping C-Rob. I'm not mad at keeping um, Torian Gray. Um, English is cool, but he can go. I don't, I don't think my safety room has gotten better. It's gotten worse every year, if anything. I like Turner, but he's likely – like I don't think these guys are going to stay if we get a new DC, but – only one that I'm really just like gotta go on my defense side of the ball is probably Grantham and English. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd be curious to see what the what, what changes are, are made there uh, and who you bring in. I mean, the, the question is is when you bring somebody in, what do you go for? Do you go with kind of youth and kind of that up and comer? Do you go with the because you gotta know? I think I, 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 I think. I think you got to go somewhat with youth too, man, because, you know, it's a new generation. These guys want to feel somebody they can relate to. You know, they if they want to call you on the weekend or whatnot. I mean, I ain't trying to call no 60-year-old dude, dog. Oh, just, that can't even relate. You know what I'm saying? I need somebody that, you know, you need to do this on this play, you know, and and, and – can I can relate you to you? You bring a bat on my end. Uh, I a lot to you. I need somebody young, bro. Yeah, I feel you definitely. I mean, C. Rob is young, so we ain't got that excuse in the, in, the, in the linebacker room. Um, I want a guy that can adjust and adjust to to the talent he has. Like Dan Money can do on the offensive side of the ball. He can say, "Yeah, I like running running quarterbacks, but I can adjust to an elite, uh, accurate passer." So we need that type of mind. Dan Money got to find a guy like himself on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know who the answer is to that, but I need a guy that the whole league ain't got to figure out. I think the whole league got Todd Grantham figured out. They know exactly what they want to do and when he want to do it. We need a fresh face and somebody that's that can innovate on the dime. You know, like when things change, I can change too, and we can get by and win some football games. Yeah, I am under the impression that Dan Mullen is going to probably go more with an experienced hire than a an up and comer. Um, I don't think that there's this is one of those you know promote somebody that's a, a position coach now. Um, for everybody that's talking about it, I don't see Corey Raymond coming to Florida. Oh, yeah, I don't want Corey Raymond either. <laughs> I don't see uh, Dan Quinn taking a NFL head coaching job or getting fired from that and ending up as a defensive coordinator back at Florida. I, I don't mind Dan Quinn though. I'm just I wouldn't mind him either, but I mean, come on. I don't see Marquan Manuel leaving to become our defensive coordinator. Or as I saw yesterday, somebody said, Oh, he should come be our safeties coach. He's currently a defensive backs coach in the NFL. I don't see that happening. We need to be realistic about who that is and then who that person might be. I don't know who's That's out there. That's why I'm there. not just screaming out names, bro. Because I got I got I got names I would like, but I don't know what's realistic. So I'm just gonna chill. I got no name. I, I learned my lesson from throwing out names and coaching hires. <laughs> yeah, we we definitely we definitely have. Uh, so I and and like I said earlier in the podcast, I'm not gonna opine on who I think it should be until I know uh, that the decision has been made. Uh, because I've I've thought long and hard about a lot of different decisions that uh, that were gonna be made that never did and. 
and wasted those brain cells doing so. so I need a recruiter, though. I do. I, I, do. I need a recruiter. I don't care who this guy is. Make sure he can yeah, recruit. That's the, that's the most. We can't that's the most have, important part. Make sure he can recruit because we had that. We got. We got like. I don't think Dang is the biggest recruiting fan. I mm-hmm. think it's kind of obvious at this point. Give me a guy on the other side of the ball that could give yeah. be the yin to his yang a little bit. Yeah, we need we need a dog. We need somebody. We need a group of dogs. Um, and I know that that's a a feeling um, internally. Uh, Not just recruit, them. evaluate as well. Because I don't think Grantham has been a bad recruit. I think he's done his no. – star-wise, he's done his thing. But evaluation-wise, I don't know. I think he's lacking a little bit in a little tweener, in the tweeter mode. I right. I think that that's probably our biggest frustration is, is that we've consistently gone after this idea of athleticism and just getting these, these freakishly athletic kids that don't have a role. I, w- I want to see probably some better direction in that recruiting. Right, right. Well, a lot of guys that are in between safety and linebacker, and linebacker and defensive end, and uh, defensive end and defensive tackle. Right, so I want to see that shored up a bit uh, with a strategy. Uh, and and Todd, for for all intents and purposes, seems like a a, a good guy. Uh, you know, helped lead some some Florida defenses to some top twenty uh, nationally ranked uh, defenses during his time here. But when you look back on this season, um you shouldn't be able to average more than 40 points a game and have three losses uh, on the season. And it's not like Florida scored, you know, 150 points in one game. They were consistently uh, putting up 40, 45 points. And we're still in, uh, in dog fight. So that's just, uh, it's just an unacceptable standard. And if you're going to say that you hold people to a Gator standard, then, uh, then it's time to make sure that you put that standard out there and make sure that everybody knows that this is a standard that has consequences if you don't live up to it. Uh, I need to know. I want to know, like, next show. Um, I, I want us to prep for get like head count of how many spots we got available post signing day because I want to see exactly what we can attack in the transfer portal for us to make another run next year. Because I do think we need to hit the portal for some guys for immediate playing time next year in certain spots. Yeah, Florida will have a couple of spots open right now. Their roster is pretty full. Um, they've done a pretty good job of. Of, of filling the spots that McAway and Mullen seem to always have going into the season, obviously depending on how the transfer portal goes and, and when they declare. So that might be something that, that you, we talk about in a couple weeks as it, as it starts to get announced. But uh, you're going to start to see a slew of people announce their name to the transfer portal uh, this week and next week, especially as some team seasons are over now. Um, I right. know that there's an offensive tackle for Maryland uh, that got tagged by about 50 different people uh, with some Gator emojis. Uh, so shout out uh, to the, the emoji workers. Everybody got a job. Yeah. The emoji gang is out there heavy. Uh, so, but I know that there's going to be a whole slew of people uh, just, I mean, without talking numbers, exactly. Uh, where do you want to see Florida go uh, from a transfer portal perspective? Just not name wise, uh, but, but position wise. Yeah. Mark me down for offensive tackle. Uh, mark, mark me down for safety. Mark me down for corner. Mark me down for linebacker. Like, I think we should be exploring all all those positions. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm remember right, this right season count either. I I I think we I think we need a safety out of there, man. I I think we need a safety that's a that's an alpha that can come in, um, get guys get guys lined up on the back end. That's, that's, tackle as yeah, well. That, yeah. Defense tackle yeah. all that. We need we yeah. need to hit the quarter hard. Yeah, man. So get some guys in there that play this, play some football and and and, and ready to win. So that's I think that's one of the main things is offseason we we need to pay attention to to let us know if we gonna 
be ready to make another run in Atlanta next year is how we work the transfer portal because uh, just suited roster as is. I don't know. Um, I haven't investigated Georgia's roster like that, but I don't think we suited next year to make a run with uh, where we're at in the trenches on both sides of the ball, and we know what our defense looks like. Yeah, I think that Florida's biggest need is going to be uh, in two areas. One is going to be a defensive tackle, uh, and his two is going to be an offensive tackle. Uh, I do want to see Florida explore other options, like you said, silk at safety. I think Jason Marshall coming in, uh, Chester Kimbrough, Jaden Hill. I mean, it'd be nice to get another cornerback in there, but I think that Florida's all right back there. Uh, Linebacker is definitely something that I want to see. Uh, but Florida's going to have a glaring hole with Kyrie Campbell gone at that defensive tackle position, unless he decides to come back uh, to be able to get to be able to get push and, and to be able to eat some space. Cause I do think that there's going to probably be a move or a transfer at that defensive tackle position here announced in the, in the not too distant future. So Florida is going to have a hole. And I think that those are two, my two biggest uh, names. The biggest question that I have is, you know, if a guy is looking to transfer, you really have to do some in-depth research on why um, at a tackle position. Cause there's not a lot of elite defensive tackle uh, transfers that are out there. I think, uh, you know, we were excited about Mason Halter a few years ago and, and that turned out to be uh, you, mean, you mean offensive tackle then. Our offensive tackle. Sorry, that, that turned into nothing short of an unmitigated disaster. So um uh, I want to be careful about that, but Florida might not have any other option. Yeah. I mean, we need <laughs> explore we need to explore any and everything. I'm not I'm not mad, like I'm not even mad at some of the guy. I can't I can't see what we don't have because we could easily have the cow trash of tackle sitting behind some of these tackles that we have right now. So I'm not gonna say we don't have the talent on board, but from what I've seen that was put on the field and them, the lack of wanting to bench guys like Gene DeLance, to me that means we need more help in the trenches. Yep. yep. That's just like my impression because I will hope that nobody's better sitting behind these guys. I will hope that we have uh, – uh, all right, let me just leave that alone. Whatever. Um, no, I, I and I think I, I want to give a shout-out because I don't think that he's gotten as much of a, a shout-out uh, this season is, is Stone Forsyth, who I think earned himself some money right. uh, this year. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I think if it wasn't for some of the other issues with the offensive line, uh, he would be talked about a, a lot more heavily uh, in terms of what he did this season to be able to anchor the left side of that line. I think that the pair of him and Richard Garage uh, really did a great job uh, this season against uh, you know what they what they dealt with, and um, I want to give a shout out to uh, to Gene Delance who they announced graduated the other day. So shout out to uh, Gene Gene Delance for graduating. Do we have air horns? Pew 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 pew. I'm take a there shot to that for sure for sure. Uh, that's 1792. Um, anything else? Bo Pelini got fired today. Ed Orgeron's friend, LSU defense coordinator Bo Pelini gets fired today. I thought he kept his job out to be nuts. Shout out to LSU. Shout out to LSU for making the moves that need to be made. Talked about it already. Josiah Pierre, eight tackles on the season. Uh, He is going to transfer. uh, Word on the grapevine is uh, unhappy with his ability to get on the field and and play this season. Uh, Pro football focused announced their All-American team, Kyle Pitts. First team, Kadarius Toney. Second team, Kyle Trask. Third team. Let me ask you guys. Do you think all three of those guys make the more traditional All-American lists at all? And do you think of anybody else that could potentially made it, make it on to an All-American list for Florida? Yeah, I think Kyle Trash is All-American, first team. Um, 
He may not. I think, yeah, I think, I think Kyle Trash makes it on, on two one of the All American teams. It gets him a break outside. Yep, I agree. Uh, anybody else I think could be added to it? No, I think we're on par with everything. I think the guys that are being acknowledged are the guys that need to be acknowledged. I don't yep. think we have any surprises. Yep. I think the only other name could potentially, and I mean, I'm, this is very, very light, would be Evan McPherson, the kicker, uh, but I don't know if he makes He had a, a kind of a mediocre end of the season there, but uh, Kyle Pitts, again, first team, pro football focus. Kyle Trask, third team. Kadarius Tony, second team. Uh, Do y'all and- think Tony finds a way to get a brick outside? I think he does. Uh, I think that somebody is going to give him the credit that he deserves. Do you have to be – is that a, just a first-team All-American to get a brick outside? Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, just yes, first-team. So I think that Kyle Pitts is the – as a, as, a, as a guy that has a brick outside, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as two brick winners, Uncle Silk and Ahmad. So I think that Kyle Pitts is definitely going to get a brick, right? 100% chance Kyle Pitts gets an All-American brick outside. What percentage chance do you think that Kyle Trask gets one? Like 80%? Greater than that? Less than that? Yeah, mark me down for about 90. 90? Yeah, he got to get one. Like This, this is an incredible Somebody's season. got to give it to him, yeah. Yeah, he got to get first team, get my guy a brick outside. He deserved that shit. What do you think, Amat? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's, it's going to be tough. You think there's a chance he gets had? It's a chance, for sure. For sure. This is what I think is that there's – I think that there's a lot of things that stack against Kyle Trask getting that first-team brick. I think that you have – Mac Jones, who's the quarterback of the undefeated number one team. And then you got Trevor Lawrence. And then you got Trevor Lawrence, who's kind of that lifetime achievement award guy. Um, I think that if you were to look at facts and figures alone, that Kyle Trask deserves it. I mean, that's what yeah. all Americans about. It's not really about the trophy hype and all of that. I think you got to find a way to well, figure out. So. Like Trevor Lawrence, yeah, he can't even be in the end of conversation, in my opinion. Let's have this conversation. Um, what do you what do you guys feel about and what's your opinion on uh, universities lack thereof of Kyle Trask's Heisman push? I think I that that. today today on um, Monday evening we on Monday evening we begin that we've that, gotten this push to, for Gator to, football to, to, to be and, to be quite frank that that you know that was one of the things that we used to hear um, back when we played was that the, the university don't push for guys to get individual awards. Um, and that, you know, that was always something that, that, that was buzzed around the town or whatnot or the university. Yeah, but they're pushing now. But they're pushing yeah. now. I mean, why, why – they only do you think they only did that because the odds came out today? I mean, I think they should have did it regardless. should have like, been doing can't, that. You can't be too cool for school. Right. Yeah. You know, like these kids' career, they're fighting hard for certain things, man. Pull, pull your resources. This Gator logo got a certain type of – presence when when we're pushing for things i think kyle trash deserved for his his shit to be pushed man like we all seen the type of season he was having this whole university should put all the resources behind his kid no we were saying that after like game five or six right right and he's having a fuck i don't want to curse on this show but he's having a season that a two-star recruit would dream of you know like a walk-on would dream of a regular player would dream of this but this is a story made in heaven like get behind and push this kid's narrative so I, I'm not I'm not 100 in approval. They they doing they waiting last minute to get behind this kid on a Monday night 
after some some ratings and some polls came out. Now everybody's trying to push it. This kid's Heisman, All American, all this push should have been weeks ago. Like his stats look way better. I mean, if we're gonna pick the best player in America, I mean, look. No, what are you gonna tell me that Mac Jones did better than than Kyle Trask? His his percentage was better. I mean, what else? I mean that that's kind of it. Um, that's it, literally. That's it. Yeah, I mean, just that he's the quarterback of the number one team. I I don't know. You know, everything that Kyle Trask has done is putting him in conversations with some of the best seasons of all time. All time. Right? Of statistically, number of touchdowns, number of touchdown passes, number of yards, uh, touchdown interception ratio, everything that Kyle Trask did this season, in my opinion, warrants him to be the best quarterback in college football this season, right? Florida lost a couple games, um, but none of those were because of him, right? I mean, the LSU game was kind of a a wonky game, uh, still throws for over 400 yards, um, comes back after two weird interceptions and still bounces back. And to me, that's what this award award is about or what awards should be about is, you know, what did this person do when they faced adversity? Uh, but ultimately, what did this person do, um, you know, this season? I hate the idea of Trevor Lawrence being associated in it, right? I hate the idea that, you know, um, Justin Fields was associated for a while just because they were supposed to be, you know, favorites in the past, but there's nothing that you can look on this season and say that Kyle Trask is not your most deserving quarterback. Now, if Devontae Smith wins the Heisen trophy, I can't be mad at it. Uh, but I can be mad at Mac Jones winning because I think that Kyle Trask deserves it. And I think Kyle Trask deserves to be your first team all American. Um, but like you said, so for a recruiting department for pardon me, for a department that does such good job with recruiting graphics and everything else and the way that they do that PR, it's weird to me that they haven't been pushing these numbers. This has been the policy. I, I, don't, weeks. I don't think it's on the football, the, the staff. I think that's, that's an administration, the UF thing. Uh, we can't be too cool for school. I want to tell UF how to do things. Shit, obviously, they, they just, they it, it, but they always they, they so laid back, bro. They just they, but they don't about, they, so, they don't edge about everything, dog. You know, they just, if Bama if Bama is winning national championship out of the national championship, and they push their kids and they're trying to get a Heisman uh, campaigns going, we can't be too cool for school. We haven't won it forever. Like who, yeah. who we think we is sometimes? Like, bro, these kids work hard for this stuff, man. Like, he put in a lot of work. To have like the type of season he's having, I think we should have put our resources in trying to push his campaign. If it fails, it fails. Who cares? Like we're not too cool for school. Who cares? Like you know, since it's a kid, we love that doing something uh, historical, historically great season. I think we should have poured our resources into push uh, our resources into pushing his his whole effort this year. I mean, it's not make or break. It is what it is. But for them to do it last minute, like we're doing it anyway, right? Yeah, I mean. It's better to do it now than to not do it at all. But like you said, it's interesting actually because I look back like two weeks ago and they did a bit of a campaign uh, and then they stopped. And I don't know why because the numbers didn't change. I mean, yeah, you had the uh, the two t- or two interceptions, pardon me, but you still threw for touchdowns. You still had numbers go up. Yeah, I don't I mean, think it changed because we never said anything about a Heisman. Like we didn't make no, yo, this guy should be winning a Heisman. He putting up, it was never that. It was maybe putting out a little highlights of his games on on gator football page right but there was no real push as this is the best quarterback in college football right now he plays at university of florida but like the 11 heisman thing like the number 11 that's what should be that was started by by twitter right right 
So, like, why why did Twitter have to start it? Why did Twitter have to recruit uh, players? Why did Twitter have to start the campaign? All of these things, um, like you said, so if Alabama can do it, if Clemson can do it, I mean, Clemson's hyped up people, Ohio State's hyped up people. We're not cooler than them. Um, social media, hype them up, put stuff out. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. I don't get I mean, it. But you had a guy that just had consecutive or three consecutive 400 plus yard games, four out of his last five, five out of his last seven games he's thrown for more than 400 yards. And just now you're putting out there that he deserves this, you know, award. No, he, he deserved it weeks and months ago. You guys didn't do enough to put him at the, uh, the forefront of that pack. And if it wasn't for these kind of gaudy, audacious numbers that caught other people's attention, you'd have no idea, you know, how his season compares to other people that have historically won that award before. Now, this, this logo holds too much weight and we could, we could, we could, we could really uh, swing our bat a little bit. when We got guys like this and that helps recruiting. Like all that stuff has recruiting, having a quarterback in the in, at the Heisman, like having having all these kids up for awards to win this stuff, all that helps recruiting, man. So we need to pour our resources in there. We're not too cool for school, bro. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But Heisman votes were due today, I believe they're due later today. Uh, so we will see in a couple of weeks who wins the Heisman Trophy. If you guys were to call it now, who do you think wins the Heisman Trophy? You can mark me down for Smith. I think yeah. Smith won it. Yeah, I'm a Smith guy. Yeah, I'm a Smith guy too. Uh, the only weird thing that I can see is if they split, uh, but even still, then I don't think that that's enough for Kyle Trask to get it. I think that Kyle Trask is going to be invited. I think that he probably ends up finishing third or fourth, uh, unfortunately. And I think that Trevor Lawrence is your kind of your lifetime guy that gets uh, a lot of votes as well. Um, although I don't think that he uh, deserves uh, to even be. Yeah, I don't think Trevor has had one single moment issue. They beat the crap out of Notre Dame, who he didn't play the first time. Well, than that, I don't think he has a Heisman moment. He's just going because he's Trevor Lawrence at this point. Yep, yep. Uh, outside of that, I don't think that there's much else to talk about. So, so bring us into a Manscaped uh, ad read. Oh, and shout out to Auburn, who can't seem to find a, a head coach as well. Billy shout Napier out. turned down the job. Um, let's see who them, else. Them people got turned down by Billy Napier? Yep. And then Steve Sarkeesian, rumor has it that he's going to stay at Alabama. There are some very gaudy numbers. Somebody said that he's going to get paid $3.5 million to be the offense coordinator. I right. don't know if I totally believe that, but apparently he's pulled his name uh, out of the running as well. So shout-out to Auburn uh, for being he this He pulled his name out of the head coaching hat for Auburn? Yep. Yep. Yeah, he might be getting paid like 4 and a half or something crazy. The Auburn's a big job. Like We we got crazy here, but for him to turn down uh, – a coordinator position to stay at Bama and turn to Auburn. That's like huge news. So I missed that today. So, um, while, while you do that read, I'll, I'll look to see if there's any other news, but that, that's about as wild as it goes, uh, when it comes to, uh, to news across the board. A shout out to uh, manscaped.com. The best of the best when it comes to man's grooming needs was out in Atlanta this past weekend. It was, the weather was cold. Nice and breezy. We had our jackets on. They had to worry about perspiring or anything like that. But guess what? I still had my ball deodorant on deck. I was cool and I was chilly and I was willy, chilling with my ball deodorant. Um, use coupon code SG at checkout for 20% off. Make sure you get the lawnmower 3.0, which is waterproof so you can use it in the shower, snag proof so you won't cut your, your family jewels. Coupon code SG at checkout for 20% off. Free shipping, manscaped.com. Best of the best in man grooming. 
Yeah, a couple people uh, said that they got um, some stuff from Manscaped. So, so let us know. Don't get too uh, in-depth with your reviews, but let us know how you like it. Uh, we'll obviously retweet all of those things. Shout out to our sponsors, all of them. Let's 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 spread some Christmas cheer. What do you think, guys? Let's do it. Let's do it, baby. Yeah. All right. So the Thomas Firm, give them a call. Anything with insurance-related issues to your home or business, yeah, give them roofs. a call. Roof Soldier, yeah. buy yourself a new roof for Christmas or Hanukkah uh, or Kwanzaa or just your birthday or just a, hey, it's a random Tuesday. Let's get myself a roof. A roof. That's roof, not roofies. No, no. Don't buy roofies. Don't buy right. roofies. Right on. Um, you go to the podcast at UF and probably find some. Um, how about our friend Carlton Black with Envoy Mortgage? Florida, Tennessee, Georgia, and Virginia. If you need a mortgage or if you need uh, refinancing of your mortgage, give him a call. Yeah, Carlton Lee Black. Friedland. Carlton Friedland Black matters. Yeah, Carl- <laughs> Carl- Carlton Black Lives Matter. Um, for sure, for sure. Uh, Lee Friedland, the law firm of Friedland and Associates. Greg Brunt, Financial Services. Year. Manscaped.com, promo code SG, 20% off. Central Properties Realty, Year. who sponsors Facts Only. And then finally, Lemon and Lines, lemonandlines.com, for graphic needs, everything else for Facts Only. Shout out to Spencer's Jerk and Jerk. Big Meat. meat. Big, big meat. meat. Use promo code Big Meat for 10% off or SGP. 10% or 10 off, I think, is the code. Uh, just use the uh, Big Meat. Uh, that's fine. Um, <laughs> you, just use Big Meat sounds crazy, but go ahead then. <laughs> uh, shout out to Alan Horn. Um, I'm sure that I'm missing some other people. Uh, as well, but to everybody that made hey, one time, one time, this is not a sponsorship, but this is my man's shout out to Tennessee Mike for being one of our, the, the dopest fan of the shows ever. So, shout out to my man, Tennessee Mike, man, who does hold some beautiful rooms downtown Atlanta. I oversaw Mercedes Stadium, um, and a few cheeks that scraggled by in the middle of the night. So that wasn't, that wasn't a bad view, was it? Wasn't a bad view at all. <laughs> man. I, I opened the blinds to my window and I see Mercedes-Benz Stadium looking right at me. Um, I, was, I was meant to be there. So big shout out to Tennessee Mike for uh, for the hook up there. Hey, and shout out to the uh, 10 new Patreons uh, that joined since last week. Uh, as always, this show drops on Patreon first. As always... All of our video content, everything that we're going to do is going to drop there. Uh, we're going to probably be doing some more live streaming here soon. That's going to be on Patreon. If you're a member of Patreon, you always get a discount to the Stadium and Gale shop. Uh, so a lot of reasons to be involved in Patreon, but no better time than now uh, to be involved. So shout out to everybody on Patreon. Shout out to those that joined since last week. I'm just going to shout out the names that they signed up with because some of them are funny. So shout out to Yogi Bear. Shout out to Seth oh, Cotter. Oh, Yogi Bear. Right? Uh, <laughs> that was a terrible Yogi Bear impression. Um, Blake Seuss. Let me hear yours, bro. Uh, let me think about it for a second. Uh, Nubs and Dubs. Hey, uh, boo boo. Hey, boo boo. Uh, Preston Fuller. Oh, boy. I think that's it. That's definitely not 10 names, but uh, Joshua Cook, Josh Curdo, Fernando Spada, TJ Alcantara. I thought it was TJ Pittman. No, DJ Pitcher doesn't support this podcast. He should. He should get some advice. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, so we won't support his. Um, right. So outside of that, any other uh, any other commentary? 
Uh, hey, boo boo. <laughs> Pretty good. All right. Um, She's not better than mine, Dan. You have time to practice, too. Hey, Silk, I will see you on Wednesday. Any other parting thoughts before we close the show out? Oh, we going on the boat Wednesday. That's crazy. I forgot about that. Um, no parting shots, man. Um, thank thank you guys. Love you guys. Everybody that support the Stadium and Gale podcast and the Big Three Roll-Up Network. Uh, it's been a dope-ass season, and we're not done. Um, we got a game in Dallas. We'll sort that out. Amai, you got any uh, shout-outs? Nah. Shout-out to Gator Nation. Gator Nation, baby. I love it. Well, shout out to you, shout out to you boys. Shout out to everybody that pulled up in Atlanta. Shout out to this podcast. Greatest fans in all college football. I think Silk and I were talking about it. It means something uh, for you guys to listen. It means something completely different for you guys to show up. We had people drive in from from all over the state of Georgia, from Florida, uh, that went out of their way, that weren't staying anywhere near where we held events, um, had family members uh, that they brought with them, girlfriends, wives, husbands, boyfriends. Um, that came and showed support. It really uh, means the world to, to us um, and the feeling of, of being recognized for putting out good content uh, that you guys appreciate makes us feel uh, like a million bucks. So shout out to all of you guys. I hope that all of you have a great uh, holiday season. Uh, enjoy time with your family. And um, we'll see you boys on, uh, on Wednesday or next week. All righty. Already, who got the song? You do. I got the song. Oh my gosh, you've got to play some some trap music. I don't have to. Oh, 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 give me some future. I'll take future up the river. How about that? Some different vibes. In the future, everybody hoping for and wishing for, but it's the future that I'm gonna give you. The future that you need in your life. It's not the future we want. It's the future we need. Right. Shout to Reverend uh, Future, Reverend Reverend Hendrix. Yeah. All right. Let's take us out. Have a Merry Christmas. Same corner, same time. We out of here. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to go back in time, watch it freeze up. I'm trying to smoke some herbs on the seat. Some things you say, I know. Yeah. It's just ways of the world, but we're still too congested. Just the face of the world, but I'm next to the face. The way I'm shining every day, you might get blinded I'm out my mind every day, I feel like flying If you don't fuck with me, my nigga, I don't give a fuck I got some partners, they gon' send you up the river Then I keep it saying aesthetics, I got the fuel unleaded, I'll never forget it Get my numbers, watch it pile up, I can hit the lotto I can guarantee you I'm the one that got the style from Time was getting hard and my money got older Dropping back the top, I got the world on my shoulder Over and over, gotta pull up, gotta roll up Gotta cover up my wall wounds, no time to be sold Flawless clarity, blinding my demons You giving life a new meaning when you dreaming On the block, we were scheming, serving fiends Rolling dice on the cement, yeah I came from nothing, and I don't want from nothing They scheming on my blessings, yeah Could've been the devil, but maybe it was karma Surrounded by the drama, oh yeah Need to get my conscience back I can feel chronic in my chest Sometimes I feel like I'm running out of breath Hustling until the sun comes Feeling like the last time, yeah 
The way I'm shining every day, you might get blinded I'm out my mind every day, I feel like flying If you don't fuck with me, my nigga, I don't give a fuck I got some partners, they gon' send you up the river Did I keep the same aesthetics? I got the fuel unleaded I never forget it Never forget it Ain't got no room for no mistakes and no flaggy. It's the road I took, it was cloudy, it was foggy. Call forward, and I'ma smoke up like a Marley. It was cold, I remember days I was hungry. Green up, can't pay, nigga, getting cocky. Give a fuck what a nigga say, pocket stocky. Came a long way from selling throat to ice rocky. All these platinum ice in the face, feeling godly. When it's said and done, I'ma make a billion like Kylie. Bitches feed me grace because I'm grateful and I'm styly. Ain't got time to wait on niggas, I'm gonna catch a body Ain't got time to wait on niggas, I'm gonna catch a body The way I'm shining every day, you might get blinded I'm out my mind every day, I feel like flying If you don't fuck with me, my nigga, I don't give a fuck I got some partners, they gon' send you up the river Still, I keep the same aesthetics, I got the fuel unleaded, I'll never forget it Get my numbers, watch it pile up, I'm getting light on I can guarantee